Hello and welcome to Peanut Butter Jenny Time, the show where I speak to a different guest every single week and we have a silly time together. Today, my guest is Nick White. Hi. <laughs> and this is actually our second time recording this because Jenny Tian did not press record previously. So <laughs> thank you, but Nick. But that's fine. Thanks I, for being patient. I patient. like when that happens. <laughs> I like mistakes. <laughs> yeah. You like answering It keeps it real. It keeps it real. Yeah, you love yeah. answering questions again a second time around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Nick, um, you pop up on people's algorithms all the time. But for the people who do not know who you are, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Um, so, my name is Nick White. Um, I'm a comedian. Uh, yeah, I started doing stand-up about five and a half years ago. Um, and then started doing online stuff about two years ago. And then within like the last year and a half, it's kind of taken off a bit. And I just do a lot of characters and sketch comedy and stuff like that. Absolutely love it. And like your fandom Mm. is obsessed with you. Like my normie friends Mm. who like, they don't go out to live comedy. They don't watch any stand up comedy. They don't even really use TikTok or Instagram that Mm -hmm. much. Impersonate you to no end like they'll just chat to me and they'll be like so um and then like they'll just keep doing their impersonations and they'll just be like this this dull co-worker oh my god i have (laughs) that in my office she's there like i love that that's so weird that also sometimes mums send me videos of their three-year-olds being like Dur, dur, dur. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why are kids saying this? That's wild. Yeah, that's pretty wild. But yeah, it's crazy, hey? Yeah. What's like the wildest like fan thing that's happened to you? Hmm, there's been a few. Well, probably what happened the other night at my show that you were at. So mm-hmm. I produced a show with Jess Fuchs and Jenny was on the lineup on Wednesday. Mm. And yeah, this woman came up to me and she's like, hey, Nick, um, my son, Sam, is a big fan. He's 12 years old. Um, and um, and then I was like, cool. And she's like, yeah, yeah, he um, does impressions of your characters. I was like, that's awesome. She's like, yeah, let me show you. And I was like, oh, I'm actually trying to... <laughs> I'm running a show. a show. Nah. <laughs> but um, no, I was definitely happy to see it. And it was so cute. Like, he's like, hi, Nick. Um yeah, like, I want to do what you do when I grow up. I love your impressions. And then he did, he reenacted one of my sketches with his mom in it. Um, And then, yeah, and it was awesome. And then I I was like, can I film a video for him to watch? So I just got her phone and I was like, hi, Sam. That was really good. Yeah. (laughs) And then then I came and told you guys. And then while I was telling you about it, she brings her phone over again and he's on FaceTime. She's like, hi. (laughs) So that was pretty crazy. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. And then like in terms of these characters that you come up with, Mm. which would you say is, I know this is the second time around I'm asking you this. But But I'm still like, go on. (laughs) (laughs) You're like me. Oh yes. I'm like, Oh, I haven't thought about it. (laughs) Um, Which is your favorite to do? I'll let you know my favorite. Oh yeah. Cause I already, this is the second time around recording and I already know yours. I love, I love so many, but I love the architecture person. That's like the one that organically pops up on my Mm, for you. mm. It's like the person who just like, they, you know, you're having a casual chat with them and they'll suddenly put their coffee down and be like this, the the way the roofs are built Mm. and then the water can drip down. And like, I'm like, oh my God, I've been on so many dates with guys that do that or friends that do that. And they start talking about concrete and i just i didn't realize it was relatable like oh it is so uh, relatable (laughs) i didn't i like the reason i do that character is because i worked in architecture and i used to just cringe at the way people would describe stuff Mm -hmm. i'm like shut up (laughs) um so then when was the first architecture oh yeah it was on my last day at my job last year and i we were having like friday drinks on my last day in the office and then i was like can someone film me just like talking shit Mm. so i just like went up to like the design hub which is where we would do presentations and i just started talking shit and it did really well but i didn't and i was like oh a lot of architects must see this that's why they do well but i didn't realize it was like a relatable thing for everyone yeah it's like Uh. i don't know especially where everyone now kind of thinks that they know a lot about design and whatnot they're like Mm. oh yeah this like brutalist 
structure is like this and, mm. and then they start analyzing it yeah yeah and a lot of the comments is like people being like but i actually do this and it's important because <laughs> much sharper no, you're I, the person <laughs> in the video <laughs> yeah it's funny yeah um but please tell me who your favorite character is to do yes um this one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one right now yeah no it's probably at the moment um, Carly, who's my dull co-worker, yeah. um, just because I, because if I find a character funny, then I, I just, oh, I just do it anyway. Um, but when like the public also find it funny, it's mm. just like a back and forth of like, well, they like it, so I'm going to keep doing it. And then like this energy of the character developing mm. and cause all my characters end up becoming so weird the mm. longer I do them. Cause I need to keep pushing them. So I keep finding them funny. Yeah. Otherwise I'm just like, this is boring now. Like, yeah, yeah like that. my annoying coworker character became so weird. Like he just started as like, so what am I get you to do for me? And then like a few months in, he was like, yeah, and he was like, hey. like, n- like not relatable anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I eventually okay. toned it back again, so it could be relatable again. Yeah. But even yeah, I just all my characters just take a weird. They have a weird progression. It's because I, it's because they're part of me. Like mm. I don't just do them when I. I'm like, oh, I'm going to film a TikTok and then I do it. Like, I do my characters all day when I'm with my friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like, this... even, like, when I got here, I yeah. feel like when we were in the elevator, I was like, yes, so this is nice. Like, I just always, <laughs> like, if there's a character that's in my life a lot at the time, it I do them a lot. Yeah, so yeah. this is just, like, your... It's, like, your part of, like, your social dynamic as well. Yeah. Like, you just do them all the time. Well, I've been to... I came up with my first character when I was seven. <gasps> what yeah. was the character? Her name was Noni. Oh, and, and she was, was just... She was just very like, hi, doll. Like very based off my mum and her friends and like my grandmother kind of. And like just those women are like, oh, look, doll. And then like, it would have been so obvious I was gay. I was like the seven-year-old going around like, oh, listen here, doll. <laughs> <laughs> like Noni was always like. <laughs> um, yeah. And then like even at uni, I had a lot of characters and um, yeah. And I just like. I just get really into them and I just like to make people laugh. So I just do them. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Have you? Did you ever watch like, I don't know, Jim Carrey or whatever, or other impersonators? Or did you just naturally just do them? Um, I just, well, I just did them. But also my favorite show when I was a kid was The Amanda Show. What is that? You know, Amanda Bynes. Oh yeah. She had a sketch show on Nickelodeon. Oh. It's kind of like SNL for kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then you watched that. Yeah. I was obsessed with The Simpsons and The Amanda Show. Um, and Amanda Bynes would play like Again, all these different characters. So clear you were gay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know. I was obsessed with Amanda Bynes. Yeah. I still am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say like the Simpsons and the Amanda show really shaped my sense of humor at the mm. time. Cause like, yeah. And it was bad cause, cause I was so observant of like people's little traits and stuff. I could, I could be really mean when I was younger because oh. like, I was just so good at being like, well, you do this. And they're like, <gasps> and I'm like, well, you do like, <laughs> So now and you looked in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> I thought everyone is seeing this. I'm like, you, you know? realize that you speak like this, right? And they're like, <gasps> but, and now it's like, well, I need to filter it in a way now that I can, you know, use it as comedy. Yeah. But as a kid, yeah. it, there was a fine line between like being mean to other kids because mm. I could pick out things about them that were funny. That's like a superpower, honestly. Yeah. Like if you were a superhero, you would go up to the villain and be like, but did you know you did this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, when you, yeah, when you laugh, your head does this. <laughs> So yeah, it was sometimes I was mean to kids, and it was, I think it was also like a defensive thing because I was gay, and I was like, so that no one would be mean to me. I'm like, you realize that like you mm. have a little lisp or something. Like I wasn't, yeah. yeah but but then, uh, um, enough of that. Yeah, nah. <laughs> but then like in your, you know, like growing up in primary school and mm. high school as well, you know, you were saying that you were really quite isolated, right? And mm. that you wouldn't like hang out with people because you were scared of being weird, mm. right? Like I just tried to fly under the radar. Yeah. yeah, and like, why w- why was that? Uh, well, it was well, like when I was younger, like primary school, I was very outgoing. Um, did a lot of like speech and drama and stuff, and I did drama outside of school for two years as well. And then I even like when I was in grade five, I'd like come up with an idea at lunch, and I'd come up to the teacher and be like, "Can I like perform something this afternoon?" Like yeah. I came up with this character or like something like this, like really outgoing, didn't care what people thought. Mm. And then I got to about eleven years old. I think that's just the age when you start to become a bit self-aware. Like you're growing up, people start going through puberty and you just are growing up in general. And I didn't realize I was gay yet, but I was like, I just realized I don't fit in. Like, cause that's also when the boys and girls start to like branch off into like 
boys and girls and i was like mm. i don't fit in with boys or girls and i just feel so weird and then uh to prevent getting bullied for being weird which i thought that's what would happen i just really made friends with all the really quiet kids um didn't do anything extracurricular no sport no anything wow yeah. and, and then no no drama no like drama that. um <sighs> just because I didn't want to get bullied because I thought I was a freak and I am a freak I'm really weird but now it's like I love that I'm weird because I get to do fun things like this podcast (laughs) (laughs) and people love that you're and people like it yeah 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 Yeah, it's a good thing yeah and it's just like at the end of the day the fear of not being accepted Mm. for who you really are um, and the way that you express yourself I had exactly the same thing when Mm. I was growing up where I was so like painfully shy although I never had I never did impressions when I was younger (laughs) I was never I was never funny and I would just like retreat and hang out with the nerdy kids as Mm. well I'm like the nerdy kids who study yes and um they're a safe space they're safe (laughs) and you just like it's it's so scary to like you know be loud or whatever so Mm. then just kind of like suppressing and like you know shutting down all those other parts of Mm -hmm. yourself because you know, you're just like, well, I can't be that yeah. person that's like outgoing or whatever. So I'll be, be like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you had this time in your life where eventually you came out of that and mm. you you moved out of... And you're from Brisbane as well, mm-hmm. right? So you moved away from Brisbane and then you went to uni there as well and you found a group of friends there. Like, tell me about that and how that made you kind of come out of your shell a bit more. Mm. Well, yeah, I reckon like, even though my high school experience wasn't great... I always say like, I don't regret, like I'm glad things happened the way they did. Cause I'm like, if I wasn't forced to kind of be this quiet observant kid, I wouldn't be able to do what I do now. You know mm. what I mean? Like if I, yeah, I'm always like, if I was just like gliding through high school, like so confident, I feel like my life wouldn't be as cool now. Like it'd just be yeah. not as interesting. Yeah. Cause I think being forced to be an observer mm makes you more interesting that's my opinion yeah um, i agree because yeah because that and i think ultimately the people that do take on characters are very good observers mm. like you're able to pick out the little intricacies the little like cliches and things that people say or mm. like the facial expressions or whatever it is and then take it into comedy and then mm. exaggerate it and you can't do that if you're not standing there and actually like taking a moment to observe yeah. people because the, yeah the class clowns are not in there like you know they're, they're too busy like being in the moment yeah, to really yeah. like stand back yeah so. they yeah exactly but yeah then when i was at uni i think it was in my second year no it was my first year of architecture school i was like 19 and there were these four kids in my class well i guess not kids four other 19 year olds (laughs) Um, (laughs) and they would always sit together and I used to see them and be like whoa they are the four coolest people I've ever seen what made them so cool well I think it's because what I liked about them and it's also around the time I started watching Community you know that show oh I love Community yeah and it was the show I was becoming obsessed with and these four people um, they're my friends Marcos Nausch and Alvin and Lexi shout out yes shout out hope they're listening (laughs) Um, and it was kind of like the four of them seemed so different to one another um and like in high school they probably wouldn't have hung out but the fact that they were just like these four really interesting creative people that would hang out at uni i was like they just seemed like such an interesting group of people Mm. um and they sounded interesting like i'd sit at the next table and kind of be like (laughs) (laughs) um and i was like wow and then um i was in another class with my friend naushin and then she started to tell the others like oh we should sit with that nick guy in our other class and then apparently my friend marcos at the time was like nah he's oh. he's he's too quiet oh, <laughs> i always bring it up now i'm always like remember when you said that um well, look at me now <laughs> yeah, yeah but now they're like my four best friends oh. and um yeah well now she lives in new york and then marcos and lexi came to sydney for my 30th and stuff so, oh, that's so nice. yeah and they just brought me out of my shell because they're just like really exciting people and they just really inspired me and they were all planning to go on student exchange the following year and it wasn't even like are you gonna do that nick it was more like where are you gonna go and i was like yeah um i don't know and then they yeah so i did that because of them and then it was that changed my life and then that kind of just started a domino effect of like other things i've done to go outside my comfort zone because i started to be like that's where fun things happen when you Mm. go outside your comfort zone yeah and then Mm. what about coming out when did that happen Yes. So coming out, um, 
Well, I moved to New York when I was 25. And um, again, wow, I did not know this about you. Yeah, in the first recording, Jenny was like, What? <laughs> yeah, like, you lived in New York and you, would, you weren't just like the thing of, you know, what a lot of people do is like, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go to New York and then they come back in like a year and they're mm. like, mm, That was really expensive and I couldn't do it. Yeah. You were like probably working in architecture in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I only came back because, like, um, because I was there for the first year of the pandemic as well. <gasps> what you were there? Yeah. <laughs> How did I not know this? Yeah. Did, I, did I know you at that point? No, because I only moved to Sydney two years ago. Oh my! Yeah. You've only been here for two. Yeah. Years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It feels That's why like so many people think I'm new to comedy because I've only been back in Australia for like two years. Oh my god! And they're like, he's just this TikTok guy that started doing stand. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, I started stand up in Brisbane like over five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so tell me about yeah. living in New York. Experience yeah. in New York. So. I got there <laughs> and then I got picked up my bag and then, nah, um, well, yeah, I moved there cause I was 25 and I had just graduated, um, my master's in architecture. And then I was just working full time and I was like, this is boring. I was mm. like, is this my life? Just working full time in Brisbane now? I was like, no, nah, I need to do something else. Love and I, I had just started doing stand up. Um, I'd been doing stand up a few months when I decided to move to New York. Also, before we jump to New York, oh, yeah. how did you start in stand What made you go, I'm going to try and jump on stage? Oh, uh, well, when I was 20, um, that was around the, yeah, 20 was when I started to become more confident. Yeah. And then I saw raw comedy was a thing. Oh. So I just entered. See, so raw was your first? Yeah. What? I, yeah. So then I did raw when I was 20 and didn't get past my heat. Oh, and no. then when I, when I was 23 and I just graduated my undergrad, mm. I was like, well, I'm just going to enter raw again. <laughs> Uh, so, that, so that was my second yeah. second gig ever was Raw as well. But Jeez. then I got to the semis that time. Oh my God, yay! But then that was it. And then I maybe did five open mics and then entered Raw for a third time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I made the semis again. But I, yeah, I basically wasted all my Raw turns. But And then that's kind of, yeah, start of 2018 was when... Oh yeah, and Raw also is a, it's a comedy competition. It's like an open mic yes, competition. Yes, it's like the biggest, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's big and if you make it to the final then it's it's good big it's thumbs up it's a good launch for your career yeah um, um, and then yeah and around the time of the third Raw was when I was 24 and I started doing open mics consistently around that time yeah, yeah. What, what made you go I'm gonna enter Raw well I just always knew I was funny and then yeah. when I was yeah in my early 20s and I was making friends with all these people that really inspired me and I thought were really cool and I was making them laugh. And they were like, you're the funniest person I know. I was like, oh, I thought I was just funny to the nerds. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that I was funny to like cool people, like people that I find really interesting. Yeah. So then I was like, well, I've always wanted, I was a big stand-up fan. Like I always watch Australian comedy. Um, so I was like, I'll just try it. Yeah. It was terrifying. Like mm. the first, I'd say like my first 10 gigs, I'd think about them all day. I'd be like, oh yeah. I'm so scared. Um, and then, like, how nervous were you for it? Because I, when I was first starting, mm. I was so obnoxious. When but did I, you start? It's been like six and a half years yeah, okay. now, and, and and started in Sydney at mm. um, Molotov Comedy at uh, BED in Glebe, mm. and that was the. F I I just googled open mic Sydney and or like Sydney comedy open mic, and then that was the first result that popped up on mm. Google. So then I went there and it was one of those sign up on the nights where everyone oh, yeah. gets on. Um, and I watched one show, the whole thing till like midnight. And, you know, there were some people that were really good mm. and you could I, I, I could tell that they'd been doing it for years. And there were some people where I'm like, oh, this is clearly like your first or second time. Mm. And I, I think I could be funnier than this. Mm. And I'm like, if they're on stage yeah. and they're you know, doing this, then why can't I do it? And the next week I went back and oh, then I just nice. kept going to that one open mic, not realizing there were others. And then, um, you know, after a while, um, some comics told me about like open, the open mic Sydney mm -hmm. Facebook group. And, you know, that's, that's kind of how I got started in it. But I had the same thing where I was like growing up, I was never funny. And I had people tell me I was not funny either. Oh, right. <laughs> Um, because I was like such a nerd. Yeah, I was right. just such a quiet <laughs> nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was also really weird growing up as mm. well. Um, so I was just like, 
yeah, no, I like, I'm like, I, I could never do this. This is a bucket list item. And, yeah. But then I just loved it so much that oh, cool. I kept doing it. So it was like it. a bucket list kind of thing. You were it just was, like, I just need to do it. Was yeah, it I was like, like that? I, and then I can just tell people that I've done it. Yeah. And then I I was so ashamed of be of like having the world and my world being my friends and family, knowing that I had tried an open mic that I went by a different name. So I used to go by JT, which some people still call me. But I was like, that way, if a friend or a family member was here or they told other people, then, you know, I could just deny it and say that that wasn't me because that's not my name. (laughs) And that's how, like, scared I was of people finding out that I did stand up Mm. and I didn't tell anyone for, like, at least six months. Wow, that's interesting. And that was just my friends and family. Um, But yeah, no, back to you. Mm. Wait, I just had a thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when I first, because my first gig ever, I was 20. Yeah. Then I that was raw, and then I didn't do it again for like three years. But three years, I, Jesus. yeah, yeah, I know. But I'd always be like, yeah, I've done stand up, <laughs> and everyone's like, my friend Nick has done stand up. I'm like, yeah. Like, how was it? I'm like, yeah, look, it's hard. But <laughs> and then I was like, I should probably do it a second time. So I, I was like, so annoying. <laughs> yeah, I've done. I've stood on a really big stage, guys. Yeah. Um, At the sit down really comedy club deal. in Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> a really big deal. It's like when you scroll through dating profiles and people have you seen I don't know whether you've seen it but these guys that are like stand up comedian mm. and I look through their profile and it's like a photo of them at like crown comedy it's so cr- like I didn't I've only started calling myself a comedian recently ish well, like, uh, yeah now that it's like my full-time job I'm like okay I can say I'm a comedian now when people yeah. ask I always yeah. felt like I was always like, I do comedy, but now yeah. I'm like, now I'm a comedian. That's yeah. how it feels. But there's no rule. But there's I just no always rule, felt yeah. cringe saying it. When hundred percent, it's like yeah. a. It's I was like, a I'm not title. making money, really. Yeah, it's yeah. a title that you kind of you feel like you have to earn, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, um, you can't you can't just be you can't just do an open mic and then say you're yeah. a comedian. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. You made zero if money off it. only was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so, you know, you, you felt more comfortable with these friends. You came out and then you were in New York. I still mm. can't believe this. You were in New York. And, like, what was the scene like over there in terms of comedy? Were you doing it regularly? I mean, when I first got there, I kind of hit the ground running and did some open mics. Um, and they were, like, okay. There were some that were okay in Manhattan. And I was only just starting to come out around this time. Um, and I was only just starting to write jokes about being gay. So, like... It was all new to me, like, um, about, like, being that open. Um, and then I did this thing called The Industry Room, which is, like, a bringer show where you... Yeah, you have to bring, like, five friends. Um, but if you win, they give you some, like, pro spots at the Broadway oh. Comedy Club. And I won that, which was good. Oh, and yay. I got to do, like, five or six spots there. So that kind of, like, boosted my confidence a bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I can... But then, like, there was, like, a few months in New York where I was just kind of, like, really poor... Um, Because I was working at a cafe and I was just, I had like no money. And then was barely doing, I was like starting work at 6am. And I was like, the last thing I want to do is go to an open mic where I have to pay to perform. So there's a few months where I almost did no open mics. Mm. Um, That's like start of 2019. But then I met, um, oh, at at around that time I met Jess Fuchs. Oh, you met Jess in New York. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Jess is another comedian. Very, very funny. She's hilarious. Also started in New York. Oh my Um, gosh. Yeah, so she was producing an all Australian comedy night and she also just wanted to meet other Australian comics. So it was a good way for her to do that. And there's probably like eight or nine people in the lineup that night, but then her, myself and three others kind of really liked each other. Mm. So we would do a few more shows like that. Um, And then also around that time is when I was coming out. So... I started doing some queer mics and stuff. Mm. And then I started just doing a lot of shows and mics in like the queer Brooklyn kind of, the more kind of like, al- not al- alternative comedy. Like I wouldn't say my comedy is like alternative. I don't know, but just more kind of like, like rooms run by like cool people and stuff. Um, yeah. And like a lot of queer mics or like just inclusive mics, mm. more supportive. Um, and I loved that kind of oh, scene. Good. Yeah. Okay. But then um, my last year in New York, I did nothing because of, COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then did you move back because of COVID? Yeah. Like I was there for one year of the pandemic, which was like a lot of ups and downs. I don't regret staying for that year. It was awesome. I lived with my two best friends and it was just like really nice. But then my mental health just got so bad eventually. Yeah. And I was like, I need to move home like for my yeah. sanity. Um, 
And I was like, I need to go home to Australia where there's no COVID. Then I, <laughs> then I moved to Sydney. And then three oh, weeks later, no. we went into a lockdown here. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What I'm trying to say is COVID was targeted towards making yeah, my life that's, hard. That you actually, no. you, you brought it into Sydney. I was Sydney. the true victim. Were, yeah. And I, and I was also the cause. You, no. were, you were case zero. No. <laughs> I was. Because the timing, three weeks. And then it's better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. So then I came back. Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. And okay. So, and then how have you found the move from Brisbane to New York to Sydney? What's different? And why did you choose Sydney instead of back to Brisbane? Oh, well, I did. I went back to, well, my parents live on the Sunshine Coast now. So I went home on the Sunshine Coast for a few months and I was doing some gigs in Brisbane and I met some people who had started since I'd left, like my friend Meg Yeager. Do you know Meg? She was in the Raw final last night. She came Sorry. second. Oh, yeah, Hi, Meg. That's so good. Um, but I just met a few like newer Brisbane comics so that I'm still really good friends with now. Um, and I, was, I, I love the Brisbane scene, but then I did this one gig where I bombed so hard and the MC, like after I came off stage, she gets up and she goes, well, it doesn't get much gayer than that. Nick White, everyone. Aww. And like kicking me while I was down, I just bombed. And she was so rude to me. I won't say who it was, but like yeah. her um, acting like that was, I was like, okay, I'm not staying in Brisbane. Like That's so mean. It was, it was upset me so much. And like, also because I'd just come back because my mental health was so bad. And this was my second gig back in a year. Oh no. And my jokes aren't even vulgar. I don't even swear. Like they're just about coming out. And what's wrong with being gay? Like, yeah, I just don't... Like, I don't know what her problem was. And she was, like, talking to all the other comics, congratulate. She said nothing to me. Oh, um, that's I can't. So and the other day I noticed that she follows me now, and I'm like, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Um, I'm not going to say who it was. Yeah, but. isn't isn't that, like, the funniest thing when it's like, okay, remember when you were really mean to me? Yeah. You know, this time ago, and now, you, and now you follow me, and suddenly you start supporting me. I know, it's so, like... <laughs> Um, so that for me, I was like, I think I might go to Sydney or Melbourne. And then I bombed that gig so hard and she was homophobic. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to just start looking for jobs in Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah. And just I was, like a more progressive. Yeah. And like, place. Yeah. yeah. Just like, yeah, exactly. Um, and I was thinking Melbourne, but then my friends, so Jess lived in Sydney mm. and my friend Tilly and my friend Katie Wheatley. So like three of my best friends were already in Sydney mm. so I was like I just already have like a support system there I'll just go to Sydney yeah it's it's so hard being alone in like mm. a new city and trying to find your ground and then yeah. like trying to make friends in your like are you in your 20s or I just turned 30 this oh, year good. Yeah, oh good yeah. congratulations okay Thanks. so <laughs> being in your like late 20s or you know your 30s and then trying to make friends that's hard yeah. like in a new city that is it's, so and especially hard. with a lockdown like in yes. a few weeks in so and also my friend who I lived with in New York my friend Daisy, her family lives in Sydney. So I got to live with them when I first oh, moved here. So, so nice. I definitely, because sometimes I toss up moving to Melbourne. I remember when we hung out in Melbourne, I was telling you, I was like, mm. I think I want to move here. But I don't regret moving to Sydney at all because um, just had some really great people here to help me get on my feet. Because it was hard, like transitioning, like moving back from America and like my mental health was so bad. And then being like, okay, time to try to make it as a comedian here. And then like, lockdowns here started mm. and I was like I just felt like I couldn't catch a break I was yeah. like um and my mental health was bad for a while but then last year things started to kind of like and it takes a while to settle into a new city as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um last year was a good year yeah <laughs> okay and then and then you also did your show in Melbourne tell yeah. me about that what was it like putting together like a whole hour of material mm. mine was just all my favorite jokes from the last few years but then they kind of tell a story because it's like mm. about me growing up gay and realizing that and then being in Brisbane and then moving to New York and then coming out of New York and then dealing with my mental health and moving back. Like, because you just write jokes about what you're going through. So I was like, mm. oh, it actually is kind yeah. of like a narrative in a way of the last few years. And that's why I just called the show Grow Up because it's mm. about, you know, my life the yeah. last few years. Um yeah. Yeah, but you know, I want to have a new show for next year. Oh, so you're gonna write a, a brand new hour? Yeah. Damn. Are you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, that's crazy, same. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I, <laughs> I don't know. And also, something do. else, I like. So, did you get any reviewers come in? Yes. So I got two reviews written. One was positive. Yeah. Um, and the other one, 
annoyed me because it, it's kind of like she already knew what her angle was going to be before oh, she saw the it's show. It's so annoying yeah. when I don't know what your angle was, but mm. I had the exact same thing where it was like they made up their mind about who I was going to be yeah. before they even saw this show. I know. They didn't even have the courtesy to Google me or mm. look up any of my experience oh, or right. read my yeah. bio. They jumped to conclusions based off me being like an internet Same. thing yeah. and being brand new, like as if that yeah. was my first time. It's like, no, 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 no. I've been doing comedy for years. And if you actually go out to open mics and see the level of difference, mm. it's very clear that this, this is not new to us. Isn't it frustrating? Because oh. it's like, I've been gigging for years and then their, yeah, their idea in their head was like, he's a TikTok comedian. Let's see how this translates. And it's yes. like, I've been doing characters in my stand-up since the beginning. That's yeah. what that's what I do. I do voices. I do characters. Yeah. And they were like, and it was so, it's kind of embarrassing for them because like they wanted to, hope, they wanted to be like, it didn't work. But they were like, look, it did work and it was entertaining. <laughs> but you can just tell that he's just trying to do a TikTok. I'm like, oh. shut up. Like, yeah. Just I know what the, I know where they were coming from, but it just I don't know, it pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, I had exactly this. I threw a hissy fit when I read my Oh, I was so review. angry. Yeah, because yeah. it's like if it and everyone was like, "Oh, but they're still saying positive things. They're saying they enjoyed it." I'm like, "Yeah, well then they should have changed like it's like they were just doubling down about yeah. like, well, you could tell that he was doing that little British accent because that's a viral kind of well, I wasn't trying to do a viral TikTok on stage. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do voices and I do characters, but I've always done that since I remember. You yeah, know and I mean? you have really good jokey jokes mm. as well that are properly like written and crafted. And it's like, how about you don't scroll through our TikToks beforehand and yeah. you just take it as a show, yeah. as a proper stand-up exactly. show, like you're doing with every other person I that know. you're reviewing instead of deciding who we are before mm. even doing. Anyway, I was so peeved off. I've decided that next year I'm not going to read any reviews during the run because then it it gets to your head and then you have to do a show every single night. So I was like in a mentality where I was angry and Mm. then I had to go up on stage and then all the little, you know, you, you, you know, in the moment that the, you know, that was the reviewer's opinion and sure they can have their opinion and you still need to focus on just putting on a good show. But all the little negative things that they were saying about me started Mm. to creep into my head on stage. Like they were basically like, you know, she's bad at crowd work, which Mm. I am. And that's Mm. like a real thing that I'm like, Oh, I I do need to work on that. Um, And then there were, there were just like so many other like little things that they nitpicked me on. And then in my head on stage, I was like, Oh my God, what if it's right? (gasps) What if it's true? No, it's true. You start to question like, am I even good? Like, why am I here? It's a, and then, yeah, it's, you feel, I felt embarrassed. Like, yeah. And it's like, this is our first show. Mm. We most people, their first Melbournes, they're losing money mm-hmm. to put on a show to hopefully pull in a crowd and make this a career. Mm-hmm. Like why slam, you know, know, people so hard. And also, you know, we don't get like, paid for like per video it's not like when something goes viral we get paid for that we get paid based off like if we were to you know partner with like a brand Mm -hmm. or whatever so it's like this is free content that we've put out on the internet for these people to Mm. try and attract an audience like why shut down that so hard Mm. because you for some reason in your head you know have influencer and character impersonations mm. is a lesser thing than stand up. It's kind of like they have this idea of like stand up is this art form above this yes. and that, which if you prefer it, yeah, like Also, but, it's like dick jokes. Come on. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I don't it's I think it's unfair to yeah, say that one is less than the other and and then yeah, really like double down on that viewpoint even when it's kind of proven wrong. <laughs> like Yeah. It's just so annoying. And yeah. I remember cuz you know a lot of the people that come to my shows know me from TikTok and they like my characters. So I do a bit of character crowd work. I, at two points in my show, I just, for like a minute each time, I just be the annoying co-worker and I talk to yeah. the audience. Um, which is fun. Which people is, love and people that. love it. But then after that review, every other night after that, I was like, I felt a bit embarrassed doing that. Oh. And I was like, I shouldn't. Cause like, also like they're my fans and they enjoy it. Who like, yeah it's reviews really don't mean anything it's so true but like but it's still it's hard to not take them personally it's it's so hard yeah Yeah. so yeah 
Yes. I'm, I'm not going to read them. <laughs> no, no more reviews. No more reviews. No more reviews. <laughs> um, okay, so you also, you know, speaking of Jess books and everything, mm. you now run a room with Jess called mm. The Girls and the Gays, or is it The Gays and the Girls? It's called One for the Girls and the Gays. Okay, One for yeah. the Girls and the Gays. <laughs> yeah. um, tell me about that. Like, how mm. did you come up with the idea for that? How did we come up with Well, Jess and I are just always talking about how, like in New York, there were just a lot of inclusive rooms and they're always just the most fun rooms mm. um everyone i don't know it's just because everyone just has a good time and the mm. energy is always good um and there are a lot of well, not a lot there are a few rooms in sydney already like um two queers that oh yeah brendan and jenna do and yeah. queens of comedy that aj does like there's yeah. some inclusive rooms that exist that are fun but we kind of just it's yeah it's kind of just tiring trying to test material when there's a lot of rooms where it's like you're not getting a good read because it's like this room sucks Mm. there are a lot of good rooms in sydney but we were just like sick of not having the kind of rooms that we wanted to perform in so we're like let's just do our own and like you know um and it's at the end of the day ultimately like our audiences as well that's the other thing it's like yeah we're lucky that we know that the people coming like us and like our comedy and are fun and cool. So yeah. yeah Cause the way that people are going to respond when you do jokes in like a pub mm. is very different to your TikTok fan yeah. base mm-hmm. who are, I think how many straight guys were there? It was like maybe one dude. There was, <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's only a few guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I absolutely just such a good room. And how do you find like running that so far? Like, um, also, running a room is when you do a comedy show, I should say that. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, running a room is when you just look for the venue and you just pick the lineup, <laughs> then you do all that other stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, we've only done it twice so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jess is such a good person to work with because she's so, like, on top mm, of stuff. Love it. Yeah. I love working with Jess. Um, and she's also just so creatively and also, like, work ethically, she's just so great to work with. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. Like both of the shows have sold out, and they've just oh my gosh, been amazing. so fun. And like, it's also I had the best time at them. I, I must say, your fans. <laughs> like mm. it's like ninety. I think almost everyone is just like a fan of you, yeah, <laughs> and then so they weird. come along. <laughs> so I they know. come to see. They're like we're here for Nick, but incidentally, there's also a, a really, really good fun show. lineup. Yeah. yeah, and we're doing it for Sydney Fringe because oh, that's so good. I didn't. I knew I wouldn't have a show ready. Yeah. Um, so Jess and I are just gonna do yeah the girls and the gays just one night so yeah because it's just fun and we get to pick all the comedians that we really enjoy watching like you oh yay it was it was (laughs) it was a good one yeah crowd they were such a good crowd both in terms of your crowd is like they're beautiful they're like they dress up and go out you know true (laughs) not all crowds are beautiful (laughs) (laughs) i think it's just i don't know i I think Jess and I just pride ourselves on just the vibe. Yeah, like, the vibe it was just so like good. fun. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Literally, not even seating room in there. It was mm, like, yeah, was we were crazy. standing. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Um, absolutely love it. Um, so you know, with like TikTok and everything, and like, because you know, your your videos really do go viral and they pop off. Um, do people like recognize you when you're on like a dating app and you're like scrolling through and they're like, oh my god, it's you? Mm, sometimes, yeah. And do you do you chat to those people or? I just say thank you. <laughs> uh, well, no, it depends. Like, I if anyone ever compliments me and my work, I always want to thank them. Oh, that's so nice. Um, like on a, well, if it's on a dating app, I'm not gonna not respond to someone <laughs> who's like, "You're funny." <laughs> I would just yeah. feel awful. But um, but I yeah, I don't know. Sometimes yeah, people slide into my DMs and I don't know. It's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair, fair, It's fair, also because, like, I'm at this point where, um, I don't know what you're like, but, like, when I lived in New York, I was always going on dates. I went on so many. It's also because I'd just come out. So I was, like, for the first yeah. time, like, ooh, dating. Yeah. And I really wanted a boyfriend. And I was, and there was a few guys that I was just, like, obsessed with, like, mm. over the course of the two and a half years. But then since I've been in Sydney, mm. well, at least the last year or year and a half, like all my energy goes into comedy because I'm like, well, 
it's my full-time job now. I'm not going to waste this momentum. Mm. So like dating just for me, I went on a date this week and that's probably my first date. in. I've been on like two dates this year. Mm. What are we in? We're in July. Like, whereas in New York, I used to go on like two dates a week. Oh, damn. Yeah. We're like, I, well, yeah. I was just, you know, I was yeah. like, it was just fun. But now I'm like, I'd rather just not. <laughs> I'd <laughs> rather busy. work on, yeah, like. You're famous. No, <laughs> you got things I to just do. Like, yeah, I'm like, I could be, I'm just, I don't want to waste this momentum that I have yeah, at the moment. Of so, and I'm like, I'm sick of like trying, dating's exhausting and it's oh time my gosh, consuming. It's so tiring. Yeah, so like, um, I just don't have time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kind of, kind of the same and kind of not in that mm. I'll like schedule a date maybe once a week. Oh, yeah. How old are you? I'm 20. I'm turning 28 on Monday. Oh, happy yeah. birthing day for Monday. <laughs> birthing day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, like I'll try. I don't know. It's it's really hard. And then mm. and then when you do end up dating someone, like your the comedy hours are the exact opposite to everyone's working hours. I know. Hey. So uh. I, I'm free like nine to five, but they're yeah. working <laughs> and then I'm off to a gig in the yeah. evening and then my weekends are like, you know, I'm off to a gig as well. Yeah. And it's also, I just like, I don't know if it's cause we work in this industry and like so many people around me are also just so weird mm. in a good way that mm. I just like find so many people boring now. Not boring, but like, oh, the same. I just need like weird people. It's so true. Like, once you've met comedians mm. and like the friends that you have who are yeah. like funny all the time yeah. and, like, and like you they just like do impersonations mm. and stuff yeah. and then you chat to someone who has a normal office yeah. job yeah and that's like... what like my dull characters are based <laughs> off kind of. like just like so many dates I go on it feels like that like, <laughs> yes. so it's funny because you're a comedian and <laughs> so, so sometimes my my friends and I, um, we we will just put on um, the TV if the if the comedy festival's on. And we, we might just see a Carl Barron set or something. <laughs> and I just say, how does he come up with that kind of stuff? Because it's really funny. And we're watching. What were we watching the other day? We we're watching Hughesy. And I just said, gosh, he's funny. And I, I listen to him on the radio sometimes. I'm like, I'm just like, I just need weirder people in my life. <laughs> I just I I feel like well, I feel like when my my day to day. Is just like waking up and being weird all day now. So I'm like, I just, it just feels like my moment. I don't know. It just feels like, um, I don't know. I went on this date the other night and he was so nice, but I was kind of just like, I'm bored. Yeah, it's so <laughs> like, bored. I could be with my friend Tilly right now, yeah. wearing a wig, being being a psycho. Yeah, which is like more fun to me. Yeah, 100%. I don't know. You know what I mean? I I know what you mean. Mm. I know it's just a boring. What I'm trying to say is I'm so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We might move on to our next section now um, for clapbacks. What's clapbacks? Oh, maybe I didn't tell you. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> clapbacks is the section where um, we pull up the mean comments that we've gotten from TikTok or Instagram. Oh. And basically, we clap back against them. Oh, okay. Do you okay. get anything? Oh, mean? yeah. Do you? Like, not... I mean, no, not... Uh, probably less than 1% of the comments are mean. Probably even like less than half a percent. But I always see the mean ones and I oh. get so annoyed. Oh, what are like some of the mean ones that you get? Well, I got one the other day. Like, so I did that little mini series on TikTok and oh, Instagram. Oh, I love that. Yeah, The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did that. And then this guy was like, he was like, uh, yeah, good job. But all your characters are like the same. So keep going, but you just need to grow and expand. And I was like, who are you? Like, That's so condescending. And I was like, <laughs> and then I, I, I responded. I was like, don't tell me what to do. Like, yes. <laughs> I always, I respond to comments that piss me off. Oh, really? Yeah, I know I shouldn't, but like. I'm always scared that that makes me look even more petty and that I've wasted my energy on them. Yeah, but, but, but I but also, also just like, don't, I'm like, go away. It's also like, <laughs> it teaches someone like, hey, that's not a you can't say that to someone yeah. like you, you put hard work into you know this series i know and, and like I, it's also because like i just disagreed so much I'm like all my characters yeah some of them have some similar traits but they're all very different they're distinct yeah. as yeah I and agree. then this other comment the other day he's like oh bro's just trying to stay relevant now 
I was like, what? This is the best my career has been doing. But then you start to think like, am I just trying to stay relevant? I'm like, shut up. You, you are very relevant. <laughs> trying to stay, excuse me. And then I was like, I replied, I was like, wait, me or one of the characters? Like, and then he's like, no, you, you've had a few hits and now you're just like trying too hard. I was like, well, it is true. I am trying. Yeah. Hard, but it's important to try. It's hard. important to actually try. That's yeah. kind of how you get things done, mate. Do you get a lot of mean comments? Oh yeah. Oh like, really? Um, it's, and this is kind of what my next show is about. So I do a lot of Australian content, but the more Australian content I do, the more racist comments I get. Oh really? Yeah. So like I, my very first one I did was one of my first was I did one of um, Dua Lipa mm. and it was just, it was one of my first ever TikToks. And it's like, if Dua Lipa was Australian mm-hmm. and you know, the song levitating. Mm-hmm. So like, so I, I do the, the stuff, the, the chorus, I'm not going to sing it cause I'm a terrible singer, <laughs> but then um, at the end where it's just, you know how Dua Lipa goes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. Right, silly. And then someone in the comments was just like, you know, we need an actual Australian to sing this, not an Asian. Really? And it's just like, what? (laughs) I am Australian. And I came up with this joke. Like, why does it matter what the background is of the person who's telling the joke? Feel the need to like express thoughts like that. Like, it's so. Who would even think that? I know. <laughs> That's so right? stupid. It's like, just so. I'm like, I don't understand how you jumped from Dua Lipa to. And, and like getting annoyed about that? Yeah. It's so psycho. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I just. I get mad because I'm like, what's wrong with you? But then it's like, yeah, it's not worth your energy. Hey, it's it was like, so. It's so not. It's, but yeah. I screenshotted it and put it in my show. <laughs> oh, good. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, it's not worth the energy. But make a show about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you can make content out of it, do it. Because <laughs> that would be... That's a cool idea for a show. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Is it about like... What's it about? Like It's um, it's called Chinese Australian. Mm. And it's about my rise to TikTok, basically. Mm. And how I got the... like You know, because the, the, I think the introduction and what people still kind of know me for is the videos I made over the pandemic. Mm. Um, and I, it, it's kind of like similar to your show, like the trajectory of that. And mm-hmm. there's like an arc that follows that. And then also like my mental health as well around yeah. that time and during lockdown and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I don't really have an ending for it yet. I'm yeah, still writing yeah. it. But um, yeah, that's that's the general cool. thing of what it's about. Well, that's I'm kind of having this because like, yeah, as I was saying earlier, my material just reflects like what I'm what's happening in my life at the time. Yes. And then like, yeah, the last year my life has been about like gaining this success and like my life's been changing, Mm. but I'm like, and I've been writing jokes about that, but um, I feel weird talking about it sometimes. Cause it's Mm. like, it's, I don't know. I I never want to sound like I'm bragging. I'm like, so you know, when you're an influencer and this happens, (laughs) like, (laughs) cause it's, uh, it's so, I would get it, but it's just so highly unrelatable. I know, but that's why I'm like, I don't want to not, yeah, I want to do a show that's about what I'm going through, um, but I just have to find a way to make it funny, even if it's not relatable, yeah, I guess. Because like some weird things have happened in the last like year or so where it's like, yeah. this is funny. Like, yeah. it's so funny. I don't know if you feel the same. Like, I see myself as a comedian. 100%. And then when I get invited to influence a thing sometimes, I'm like, oh, they're so funny. Like, yeah. it's hilarious. It is so, <laughs> it's, it's the amount of like the the phones come out, mm. the selfie mm-hmm. light thingos that people have. Yeah, there's some crazy. I remember the first event I ever went to and I actually saw you at it, but I don't know if we had met, so I was too shy to say hi Aww. to you. But it was that one. Um, <laughs> where was it? it? Oh, it was in Potts Point, I think. It was called like The Social or something. There were people that were literally just sitting in the booth for the whole night with like the phones with the huge lights and they were just like... <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? Yeah, that's... And- and then filming TikToks there as mm, well. Mm. Like you're you're in the background of someone's vlog 100%. Yeah, like. <laughs> I just, I like to go to events and be, if I get invited to an event, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm a comedian. So there's a good chance I'm going to make fun of whatever <laughs> is happening here. Exactly. It's just the, the point of view and perspective, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. and then again, just being that observer and noticing all the things. They yeah. are pretty... Because it's like comedians are certain types of characters, but influencers are like another level of like, whoa, this is so much personality. Yeah, I know. There's some big personalities here. Yeah. And then I like, I kind of just like with those events, I gravitate to the people that are kind of quieter. Yeah. Yeah. Who do like, 
I don't know, uh, financial advice. <laughs> like, those, those people. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember I went to like a, I went to two events during like Fashion Week. They weren't like at Fashion Week. One was a KFC one, one was a Levi's one. And both of them, I was like, this is so weird that, like, I remember the Levi's one, every comedian that I saw there, they were just like, I'm leaving because I feel so, this is, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why am I, everyone was so hot. Everyone was a model or like, yeah. and I was just there like, <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 like you know i just felt like the jester yeah <laughs> i was like i'm not hot enough to be here <laughs> oh man i feel that at every influencer oh yeah I'm, like, I'm wearing the wrong thing i'm like um, i got this from Vinny's. like yeah yeah um yeah but i just i think i just like hanging out with cool creatives yeah. and like a lot of influencers are cool creatives yeah 100 um but then there's some influencers that are just uh Really, yeah, intense in a intimidating way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm like, go <laughs> 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 cool, please. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, I'm gonna wrap up the pod now. Oh. These are um questions that I ask at the end Ooh. of every kind of podcast sesh. Um, so the first one is, do you go to therapy? Uh at the moment I'm not. I was last year, and then. I started medication for anxiety uh, yeah. and around that time my therapist was like you're doing pretty well and I was like yeah and then and then the, yeah this year I'm like I should probably start again at some point but yeah short answer not at the moment not at the moment okay from therapy what was the greatest lesson that you learned oh gosh some of the best lessons I learned weren't from therapy they were just like from videos I would watch on YouTube around the same mm-hmm. time when like my mental health was really bad because I had like really bad health anxiety. Have you ever had that? Hel- like, like a hypochondriac? Oh, no. Yeah. That's why I moved home from New York because yeah. like it just got so bad. Yeah. Um, so like I spent most of my time around that time of my life just like watching YouTube videos and like seeing therapists because I was like really not good. Mm. The main thing that helped me because like as a hypochondriac, anything you feel in your body, you're like that's a symptom of this because you just know every symptom of every disease um and then like one thing this guy said in the video one day he's like bodies are noisy okay (laughs) bodies are noisy you're always gonna be feeling something seeing something i'm like yes so that's helped me a lot and anytime i'm like what's that i'm like bodies are noisy Mm. chill out so that helped me i love that yes bodies are noisy yeah because when you're hypochondriac anything because you're so in tune because you're so like sensitive and anxious Mm. and you just notice everything yes and it's it can make you spiral yeah oh and it's like it's supposed to happen it's fine yeah it's normal yeah before the final question um do you have any plugs anything that you're plugging at the moment or your socials Mm. (laughs) (laughs) uh wait when's this coming out within a month or two oh well it's hard to say because there's a lot of things i'm working on but i don't know when they're coming out i'd just say just follow me on social media i guess okay because then i'll talk about everything i'm as it comes out yeah what are your socials so instagram nick white 49 so let's just think white 49 n-i-c-k white like the color and then a four nine <laughs> and then on tiktok miss nikki wanty Oh, or, or just search Nick yeah. White. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, and of course, you'll probably be doing festival circuit next year. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So look out for Nick um, around comedy festival time yes. as well. Yes, go see him. Um, final question: How do you like your peanut butter, smooth or crunchy? Oh, <gasps> crunchy! Ooh, well, I didn't expect that question, <laughs> but I really enjoyed that question. <laughs> I was like, finally, someone's asking me about this. <laughs> so many thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, love it. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for Thanks joining. Thanks for having me. Yay. That was fun. See you next time. Like and subscribe and do all the fun things. Rate us. Yeah. I think it helps. I've heard it on every other podcast. Yeah, so. just do it. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> all right. See you. Bye. Bye.